I feel like I'm fixing to die. It's the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. One Medicare podcast that never fails to satisfy. Speaking of quitters, he quit smoking in 2015. Medicare expert, Doug Jones. Well, 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 another fine contribution from my Canadian nephew, Drew McMillan. Thank you very much, Drew. And welcome, everyone, to the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. It's always a pleasure to to see your smiling faces, or at least to picture your smiling faces as you join us for another episode of a podcast dedicated to Medicare and uh the removal of all the fear and the trepidation that some Medicare uh, prospects have and uh, the imparting of comfort and happiness about the eventual benefit that Medicare will do for you. Uh, I seem a little distracted. That's because there's a city truck doing odd things in front of my house. Uh, Frankly, it's never good when the government shows too much interest in your uh, (laughs) in anything about you. And so I'm waiting to see what bad thing is likely to happen. The city truck is comes one way and then it goes back the other way backwards and then it pulls forward again. And it's just, uh, interesting to see what's happening. And I'm hoping that eventually it's going to stop and decide to do something. I don't know when that's going to happen, but in any event, uh, Medicare is our purpose for being here. Medicare for the lazy man. 2023 is the catalyst for learning about Medicare because it is the tool that will deliver Medicare knowledge right to your brain. If you need some Medicare knowledge and most of us do Medicare can be a very confusing, complex, almost scary uh, situation. And we're thrust into it because frankly, the government doesn't allow regular medical insurance to compete with it after the age of 65. And when you give up your employment, you can go, you can work and have your, your employer's plan for as long as you wish. And then you could have an employer's retirement plan, but the government doesn't make it easy for you to do that. They make it a little bit risky. So frankly, We start saying, you know, around age 65 or your retirement date is when you got to start thinking about Medicare. And I am here to help you feel confident about that change to Medicare with my book, Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. Go to Amazon.com, search, uh, put that in the search window, and you're going to find my book is waiting for you to pull it off the shelf, read it. And you'll feel so much better about your eventual encounter with Medicare. So uh, other than uh, buying the book, what can you do? You should listen to Randy and I as we bring you some Medicare content. Randy Carson, how the heck are you today? I cannot complain in the least. Well, that's wonderful. Absolutely. Uh, You know, we're in Arizona. It's a sunny, beautiful day. You're sitting out in the backyard. Uh, It looks like it looks like morning in my neck of the woods noonish i guess and in your uh area just a few miles away it looks like the sun is preparing to set so i don't well, know what that's time we're that's arizona about. that's arizona for you i mean you know once in a great while it'll be raining at your house and not at mine yes i've noticed that this is the same thing 
The oh, sun oh operates boy. on two different schedules. <laughs> well, this is, it's a, I knew there was a reason I liked Arizona. It's because I'm constantly confused by this place. It will, Randy's right about the rain. It will rain cats and dogs on one house and a house a short distance away can be dry as a bone. And then, of course, when it's raining, you've got your stupid motorists. And if it rains enough, then um, the stupid motorists will drive into a flooded wash and uh, require saving, which is a uh, good thing that uh, Arizona is one of the most densely populated helicopter school states in America. There are more helicopter training programs in Arizona than any place else. Else, And uh, those helicopters are often required after a rainstorm to uh, go save people that have, uh, uh, you know, entered flooded washes thinking that they were impervious to the damage that could be caused. So, well, you I don't know, know, you know, just as no, you know, just as well as I know, because you're an old four wheeler. Oh yeah. If you're, if doesn't mean doesn't matter how many wheels you have. Yeah. If they're all floating off the ground, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I bought a two-year-old Jeep CJ5 back in 1978, and I thought I was uh, invincible in the snow and ice in Illinois. And I got stuck one time. We had a rainstorm on New Year's Eve, and then it froze. It flash froze overnight, so there was a probably an inch of of black ice on on the driveway and uh there was an, for some reason the traction was better in the grass and i got my jeep stuck because it had two open differentials and both of the driver's side wheels were spinning on the ice i had pulled off the driveway partway to let somebody pass and i couldn't get back on the driveway because my Wheels that were uh, on the driver's side were both spinning, and the wheels that should have had traction in the uh, grass on the other side of the Jeep were just sitting there waiting for something to happen. And was, <laughs> that's when I learned that I was not impervious to, uh, I, I, couldn't, yes. I was not invincible. Yes. So was that back in the day you had to get out and lock your hubs? Yes, I had to lock my hubs every time I went into Fort. And if I drove around now, a picture of Jeep CJ5, that's the shorter version. Oh, that oh, you said 5. Yeah, 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 absolutely locking your hubs. So if you look at the wheel patch, the four wheel patches form a perfect square. And so this happened several times. I'd be driving down the road. I would hit a patch of ice where snow melt had occurred and then it froze overnight. Let's say if I hit a patch of ice driving my CJ five and two wheel drive, I was all of a sudden looking at the direction that I had just come from. And then I was looking at the direction that was going by out the window. It was all very interesting that I would just go into a spin uh, because if I, you don't drive around with all, with your hubs locked in because that puts extra not, stress, not for very long. Yeah. So, uh, basically you got to decide, am I likely to run into snow and ice? I better lock my hubs. If not, then, uh, you know, you got to be careful because if you do hit a slippery patch, you're going to find yourself looking at things you never expected to be looking at out. your That's windshield. right. That's right. Absolutely. Well, so last I was time I, I was going to uh, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to just uh, cut off our fun and get to the Medicare. Oh, part of you the... want to go to work? Well, okay. not be not because I enjoy work so much as because last time I think we uh, we uh, victimized our audience by uh, dragging out the episode into like a three hour debacle <laughs> and I... <laughs> a three hour tour. Yes, and I could hear switches on off switches being. There uh, you go. 
exercise. So I was thinking that we probably ought to hit the hit let's, the ground yeah. running this time. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and kick it into Medicare gear because I see on the list of uh, podcast stuff that it's going to be a really great episode. Well, there's a lot of stuff here, so let's see. Uh, of course, I didn't start my clock. What time do you have there, Randy? How many minutes have elapsed? Well, we've got uh, 12 hours left. <laughs> and we're going to use every minute of those 12 hours. That's right. We've got 12 minutes and 10 seconds left. Okay. So that's uh, that means we've, we're at about the eight-minute mark. Okay. Very good. Um, so I'm going to mentally add that to the 23 seconds I have on my stopwatch now. And I'm going to soothe my throat. Mm, constant comment. Hot tea loaded with sugar. So the first item I have on my stack here is from someone named Mark Larson. And Mark writes in, he says, hello, Doug. My name is Mark Larson. I brought your book and I think it is great. I should stop reading there, right? So much so that I brought copies for my friends and a few family members. I love this guy. Mark is a heck of a guy in my book. I was wondering if I can indulge you with one question. I am turning 65 in May. So I'm enrolling in part A very soon because I am still working and planning to continue to work until about age 68. And I am covered under a high deductible plan with my employer. I fell under the special enrollment period, which means I don't have to sign up for part B. My question is, does the same thing apply for part G? Can I wait to sign up for Part G until I retire at age 68, or do I need to sign up for Part G now? Best regards, Mark. So I had to answer him and uh, kind of correct him a little bit. I said, hi, Mark. Great to hear from you, and I'm very glad you've, you like the book. I believe that you are what you are calling Part G is Medicare Supplement Plan G. And that you are correct. If you are covered by your employer health insurance plan, you don't need to enroll in Part B of Medicare or Plan G Medicare supplement at all. Someday in the future, you will pick your uh, termination date and then you will uh, apply for Medicare Part B a few months ahead of that time in order to have it start when your employer plan ends. And when that is in place, I will be happy to help you select the best Medicare supplement plan and drug plan uh, at that time. And then I said, by the way, this is the uh, this is the price you pay for writing in with a question for the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. By the way, since the book was helpful to you, I wonder if you would mind going back to Amazon to leave a very short written review. That would not only help me, but potential new readers looking for a reliable source of advice. Thanks very much, and I'll be looking forward to helping you out in the future. So I'm hoping I hear from Mark when he's uh, ready to retire in, uh, I guess, three years or three and a half years, whenever he decides to retire. Um, one of my favorite uh, clients is a gentleman named Jules. He lives up in the frozen Northland uh, of, I believe, Maine. Uh, and he has a wife who 
has the smarts to prevail upon him to allow her to spend the winters in Florida. And that is uh, one smart cookie. But Jules uh, it waits patiently in the snow and ice for her, and he really uh, he pines for her all winter long, and then she shows up in the spring and spends the winter with Jules up north. So Jules wrote to me, and he said, I'm still here in the background absorbing everything Medicare from the podcast. There are enough people out there asking the questions that I would anyway, but I did want you to know I'm still here. And I said, that's great to hear, Jules. Uh, glad to know you're still with us. And then I thought, well, that sounds odd. That makes it sound like I'm glad to know you're not dead yet, Jules. So I had to change it to glad to know you are with us. And so every time that Randy and I get together to record a podcast, I'll be thinking about Jules eventually listening to that episode. Now, Randy and I both are strong supporters of the Second Amendment. And uh, <clears throat> one of my sources of news, Medicare news, is a little on the anti-Second Amendment side. And I am not happy with a lot of the things that they uh, report on. So I have to pick and choose carefully. So there was a very short blurb that they had that reported on the results of a study, which I think uh, any um, any right-minded Second Amendment supporter would have already known, but it's nice to have the results supported by the uh, a study that's an official study that everybody recognizes as being legitimate. And the headline on this study is the majority of gun deaths in the United States are suicides, not homicides, this study finds. Data shows that 54% of the gun deaths in the United States are suicide, and this is from the Harvard Public Health. In other news, Vice President Kamala Harris calls for package of, or passage of the police reform bill while speaking at the funeral of a black uh, man that was killed in Memphis. Uh, let's see, here is a D.C. Metro employee. I didn't know that. Uh, anyway... Oh, okay. Uh, maybe this guy isn't the, the guy I thought of. He, she was speaking at the funeral of a guy who was a D.C. Metro employee who died Wednesday after trying to stop a gunman who was shooting at commuters and more. So she wants to see restrictions passed. And uh, I think Randy and I and most Second Amendment supporters would prefer that we have the freedom to defend ourselves if we are confronted by a homicidal maniac like apparently killed this guy that worked for the D.C. Metro. So I just thought it would be interesting to uh, report the study that says that the majority of gun deaths in the United States are suicides, in fact. Um, oh, here's a little article in our local newspaper. We've got a great newspaper called the Sonoran News because we're in the Sonoran Desert in Arizona, which is named after the state of Sonora, Mexico, if you go to Mexico and you want to know what state you're in, if you're directly south of Arizona, that would be the state of Sonora. And um, what happens here is that the Sonoran Desert come, slops up over the Mexican border into the United States. And we in Arizona here, in southern Arizona, are located in the Sonoran Desert. So we've got a newspaper called the Sonoran News. And they've got a columnist called Ask Rusky, Rust, Rusty uh, Russell Glore writes a column called Ask Rusty. And the question written in to Rusty was, do Medicare 
parts A and B back up my Medicare Advantage plan? Now, this question was written in by somebody who has a Medicare Advantage plan, and the salesman he bought it from was so inept as to not even tell him the important facts about the Medicare Advantage plan. And Randy's shaking his head. He's going to get car sick if that keeps up. So I got to dive right into this story. Medicare Advantage plans remove Medicare. Whatever protections and coverages you have under Medicare are taken away from you when you buy a Medicare Advantage plan. You are no longer covered by Medicare. Instead, you're covered by an insurance company plan that a bunch of bean counters got together around a smoky table. They were all wearing green eye shades, and they said, let's create an insurance plan and sell it to people so that they don't have to pay Medicare, except the thing is you still have to pay your Medicare premium to the uh, Medicare Advantage insurance plan, even though they've taken away Medicare Part A and Part B. So, dear Rusty, the writer asks, I was told that I can use Medicare Parts A and B as secondary coverage to my Medicare Advantage plan. Is that true? Now, Rusty had a lot of space to fill, so he did some yakking and da-da-da-da-da. And uh, then he described what Medicare Advantage plans do. They cover almost all the medically necessary services that original Medicare covers, although you must generally use in-network providers. And he did uh, even-handedly explain the shortcomings of Medicare Advantage plans, like you might need permission uh, to have a procedure done and the plan can refuse to pay for it if uh, they decide they want to. And so eventually... He gets down to the point. If you incur health care expenses which are not covered by your Medicare Advantage plan, you must pay for them yourself. Federal Medicare Parts A and Part B are not backup coverages for those not covered or for those uncovered health care expenses. So what you were told is incorrect. Medicare Part A and Part B do not act as secondary coverage if you have a Medicare Advantage plan. So this guy was obviously buying a Medicare Advantage plan under false pretenses because he thought, eh, not a problem. If the plan doesn't cover something, then Medicare will step in and pay for it. And uh, that's not true at all. So let's see here. We have an article here about Irma. And Irma is always taking people by surprise. We sold our home. Now we have to pay more for Medicare. What is Irma? Irma can turn selling your house into a costly surprise. Many long-retired beneficiaries are stunned when they get a notice from the Social Security in November informing them that they will be subject to the income-related monthly adjustment amount penalty, what I call the success penalty. Irma, income-related monthly adjustment amount. They will have to pay more for Part B medical insurance and Part D prescription drug coverage in the new year. These people want to know what does Social Security think or why does Social Security think they should pay more and what can they do to get out of paying this? Here's what happened. Social Security reviews tax returns from two years prior to the current year to identify higher income beneficiaries. Sometimes they may have to use three-year-old returns. So I hadn't heard that before. Uh, Uncle Dougie's learning something here along with you. So when the adjusted gross income plus tax-exempt interest income crosses the threshold, Social Security sends the annual determination notice to inform them that they will pay more. 
In 2023, the threshold will be $97,000 for individuals filing a single return, married individuals filing separate returns, and uh, married individuals filing jointly if they earn $194,000 of modified adjusted gross income, then they will pay uh, the uh, IRMA penalty. Two years ago, retired beneficiaries may have converted their 401k funds into a Roth IRA. Many had to deal with the required minimum distributions. Others sold their homes and moved into senior facilities. Because of these financial transactions, their income spiked that year. But the next year, their incomes dropped back to the usual retirement levels. They don't believe they should have to pay for Medicare or pay more for Medicare. As for their second question, unfortunately, there's little they can do to avoid paying the IRMA penalty. So here's a section of the article that uh, itemizes life-changing events versus non-qualifying events. Social Security will consider reevaluating the IRMA determination if a beneficiary's income drops because of one of these life-changing events. This would be the death of a spouse, a marriage, a divorce or annulment, a work reduction, a work stoppage by retirement or termination, loss of income-producing property beyond an individual's control, loss or reduction of pension income, meaning plan failure or termination or scheduled cessation, and employer settlement payment as a result of an employer or former employer's closure, bankruptcy, or reorganization. Here's an example of how this works when there's a life-changing event. In 2021, Richard was a highly paid executive, but after retirement in January of 2022, his income dropped considerably. Social Security will see a drop in income when reviewing his 2022 tax return. However, he could have made bad investments or experienced gambling losses, so Richard had to take action. He filed the life-changing event form with Social Security, identifying work stoppage as his life-changing event. Social Security accepted his documentation and reduced his adjustments, meaning they relieved him of having to pay the IRMA penalty. There is no event recognizing RMDs, uh, required minimum distributions, Roth conversions, or capital gains. Selling a house may be a life-changing event for the beneficiary, but unfortunately, Social Security considers it a non-qualifying event. Those beneficiaries that sell a house and have a hefty profit will have to pay the IRMA penalty for one year. So the key takeaways from this article, and they listed them for me so that I don't have to tax my memory banks, find a financial advisor or a certified public accountant who knows about IRMA. Work with that advisor to help plan financial transactions that can have an impact on what you pay for Medicare. In some cases, you may still have to pay IRMA if you sell your home or do a Roth conversion, but it will only be for one year. So that's kind of a sad story, isn't it, Randy? Oh, Randy's so sad he can't even turn his microphone on. I think it, his I, tears I, his tears I, might have rusted I, the switch. I was I was so shocked that I couldn't get my mouse to work to go unmute my mic. It was terrible. Well, I hate that Irma thing, and frankly, some of my clients. I don't ask my clients how much they make or how much they've made in the past or whether they've been successful or not. doesn't seem like it should be my business to question my clients about their financial success. But when they tell me, Oh, oh my God, I got a letter from the IRS. What does this mean? Help me fight it. You're my agent. It's your fault. 
Well, it's because they were successful and I didn't know it. And all of a sudden the government is going after their, their uh, savings and making them pay the success penalty, which can go on for years if their uh, returns continue to show financial success. I applaud financial success. I don't think the government should punish it like they are with the Irma. You have been so successful we are going to take more money away from you. That's exactly it, what they're it, saying. It is the Amer- it is the American way. And the more successful you are, the more we're going to take, they're saying. That's right. We need to even the playing field between you and all the other folks in the world. Oh, boy. My clock tells me that if I add eight minutes to it, we're pretty close to the going home time. Should we, we wrap, we wrap it up? And- the 75 cents is gone. I'm either going to have to put another quarter in the machine or we're going to have to sign off. I think we should let the audience go and thank them for their apt or rapt participation, their rapt attendance today. Absolutely. Well, there's a few things I always try to close up with. One is don't forget that Doug Jones is your licensed agent for Medicare stuff nationwide. We don't always make that obvious. But you can reach him at dbj at mlmmailbag.com, or you can uh, put a questionnaire into medicareforthelazyman.com, or a variety of other places, paperback, you know, all the other ways that you can gain knowledge from uh, Doug's authorship of stuff. So if you want to give us a really good send-off, find some place to rate our podcast, We'd love to have five stars. We It would just make our day. And if you want to go back to Amazon.com, we talked about, go give, uh, you know, if you've purchased Doug's book and you want to give us a boost, go back and give a short rating on Doug's book. doesn't have to be long, but it's always valuable to people looking to see a good reference source for Medicare and if Doug's book is worth the money. And it certainly is. So thank you for joining us. You have just spent about 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy from Oklahoma. No more living up in the high altitudes behind Cave Creek, Arizona, in his Fortress of Solitude. Bye bye, everyone.